0: Good afternoon everybody. Uh, Here we are, uh, Sunday Sessions, 11th of October 2020. Uh, Thanks very much uh, for joining us.
1: I saw her on street a strand, etching letters in the wet sand with the feather that met her hand like a pencil fallen from the sky. At first it looked like she was writing love letters from the moon to the sun. The way the waves come to her commands and night rises slowly to swallow us. Following the silhouettes we paint like barriers around ourselves into a deeper darkness, searching for light. When she started to sing the sun's knees fell from beneath it as it gave in to the horizon. Flinging its brush across the skies and ever changing paintings of pure art.
0: Hello there. That was an excerpt from Stephen Murphy's Are You. Uh, lovely epic uh, opening today's Sunday sessions that is inspirational journaling and native poetry. So, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. We've got some fantastic uh, guests. And as usual, this is our weekly time of exploring nature-centered folklore, connecting this to within your favorite outdoor sanctuary, your garden sanctuary, your tree sanctuary, up on the mountain, wherever that is, and expressing inspired visions from your sanctuary through your writing, through your poetry, through your journaling, of course, uh, your art, your craft, problem-solving, whatever your vocation and calling to life is now soon I'm going to be joined by some lovely guests that's going to present their insights into inspiration uh, their journaling and their native poetry and by native poetry what I mean is poetry it's like your first draft what comes out from the heart Uh, so uh, we've got uh, Sarah Wood coming up Uh, she's trying to find herself a place to get a signal at the moment. And I was chatting to her yesterday evening for a while. Absolutely fascinating uh, woman. And Sarah, she's very much focused on dream journaling. But I think you'll find her very interesting what she has to say. And then we got the delightful, she's in board. We got, uh, there she is. We got Suzanne (laughs) Veneta. Uh, I'll have to get the pronunciation right. Venuta. she's from Vancouver Island. I, I did have a sort of a, a lovely picture of her there. There she is on Vancouver Island. And she, it's early in the morning where she is. She got up early. It's just six o'clock there. Uh, but she's a real natural uh, with this uh, native, with this inspired journaling lark. She's absolutely wonderful. And uh, now we've also, a bit later on, we've got Claire Roach here. Uh, there she is. Um, uh, with her favorite uh, poet there, Richard Murphy, that she did a poet um, a concert with. And it was, t- as you can see, it was towards his last days. Very special event. Anyway, Claire's going to be talking about how one or two of her songs started as improvised doodles. And it was amazing actually listening to these because we were clearing out stuff and it. it. I saw some canet- uh, cassettes. And on these cassettes was Claire warbling away. She was in her teens and she'd get the piano or she'd get the harp. And it was just whatever came out of her heart into her head. Definitely a type of journaling. And she does do journaling as well. She did journaling of each of these days when she got the inspiration. And she kind of wove those together. So we've got her. Um, So beautiful. uh, She probably had no intent at that time that these doodles would become the well-crafted songs that they are uh, today. And then we're going to have a bit of a sample with that. Now, what I did there was I opened up uh, with uh, Stephen Murphy. He was uh, going to be a guest uh, with us, which would have been quite exciting. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Stephen cannot be with us today due to a serious personal matter. But Stephen's okay. His family's okay. His dog's fantastic. I think he's probably out walking the dog right now, but... It is a situation he's got to be on standby. But we'll have him uh, sometime. And i got a lovely picture here, uh, if I can find it. There he is. Uh, there's Stephen. Uh, he's with President Higgins. Higgins is a huge fan of his. The president absolutely loves his stuff. And um, President Higgins uh, called Stephen a brave young poet, and he's seen him uh, several times. So what I'm going to do uh, to get, kick things off And it's really in the mood of what we're into. And here's Stephen again uh, with another piece, a very recent piece. Uh,
1: Standing at the altar of this great church, where earth and sky and water intertwine, I, Father, Son and Spirit came in search of memories, both sacred and divine where signs are sent from some immortal source to summon forth the mythic from the mind as stars align to chart this pilgrim's course between the mist and mystical and I who knelt a prayer by the Kaluna cross who pressed my head against its stone and cried and felt the ancient burden of its loss should rise with the enchantment of the sky to see that life May only ever be a moment passing through eternity.
0: So there we have a bit of uh, Stephen. I'm trying to get this light sorted. I hope you can actually see me. It's as if I'm sort of as dark as that start. Because we've got the sun out and it's behind us. I didn't expect it to be so bright because it was cloudy earlier. But inspired journaling writing that native poetry have you ever had those experiences when it seems you feel you're a medium for another voice and as if this voice is pulling you into some calling it starts up and it goes on and on and on and you're flowing you're flowing you can't stop the writing you can't stop the visions and you feel it's another voice uh something like that. There you go. Do you get that kind of feeling? And do you find that when this happens to you, stuff just comes gushing out? There's, as I'm saying, there's just absolutely no stopping. And I think it's very easy to interpret this as being a spiritual awakening, another voice, maybe a spirit guide voice. may seem hard impossible even ridiculous to regard this experience as actually being the glorious truth that's coming from our own suppressed voice that what's gushing out is ourselves and it's that voice that we have let sort of be suppressed and when it appears oh I don't own that that's someone else that's my guide but in a way that can be healthy because I always say to people that when, they're, uh, when they walk this tree labyrinth that I'm in, uh, there's an opportunity. They've got a space where nobody's t- really telling them what to do because we don't realize how much of our lives is dedicated to being of servitude to what others are telling us what to do, especially the COVID period that we've got. Pull on the mask, keep the distance. So it's not all bad. You know, the servitude, I'm not sort of putting it down. But I say it's very important that we have this space, that we, all this glorious truth within our voice is allowed to come out. So to me, this Sunday session topic is all about what happens to us if we use the tool of nature-based folklore, which is what I do. And I've been doing this since I was a young child, about six years old. And take that folklore, contemplate with it, and this is where the tree labyrinth is very much alive for this, contemplating it, bathing it for a while, and then when our inner trust returns, when all this inspiration, all this imagery comes along, just let it out. And to me, this is all about what the running theme of the Sunday sessions is all about. that The three pillars, as I mentioned a little earlier, three pillars take hold. Well, this is what I do, and this is what I invite you to do. Take some of the nature-based folklore. it be of the weather of the seasons of the cycle of the year, and there's various characters involved or conditions of the season are made into characters. Take that. Use your imagination. It can be the fairies. It can be the she. It can be the goddesses. It can be just wonderful entities of your imagination, even the flowers and the trees as they are alive and take that, contemplate that and then allow that to flow from you because this is what inspires the voice. This is what this session's about. The whole idea of the voice and having that space. And sometimes it's courage. People think, oh, that inner voice is uh, nonsense. It's never nonsense. Just let it out. You'll be surprised uh, what comes out of it. And in the upcoming She Water and Tree Folklore course that um, I'm putting together this winter, I'm going to take a lot, all the stuff in the Sunday sessions is going to be taken a lot further. And I feel that it is a journey. It's all about being a journey of being, going from the lost, suppressed soul into becoming a brave, inspired, wise soul. So I'll say that again. I say that uh, when you're journaling, when you're putting the naked poetry down, it's a beautiful journey from being a lost, suppressed soul maybe, into becoming a brave, inspired, wise soul. And if you're into astrology, and I brought this up in other sessions, um, Have a look at the nodes, the north and south nodes in your birth chart. A lot of astrologers ignore them and they pass over them. These are the symbols that you would be looking at. And affectionately, the nodes are also called our dragon line. And uh, I'll probably talk a bit more about this next Sunday because the session then is fire serpents, uh, fire dragons, fire serpents. Now, perhaps these nodes on a chart could be like a map of our journey from our lost soul being into becoming that wise soul, that life path that we have. Not a straight line. You see that dragon. I'll go back to that dragon there, that nice dragon. He saw, or she is all curly. You know, it's no straight line. It might be drawn on a chart as a straight line. But realize the whole curvature. And I really emphasize if you can use your inspiration to focus Not on the beginning and the end. That's incredibly frustrating. You might as well put blinkers on. But allow yourself to be part of the cycles, part of the spirals, and meander around the curves like the snake. And what's going to happen is suddenly the questions are not looking for answers. The questions are your wonder. They are your wisdom. Sounds incredibly dramatic, doesn't it? And this journey... It may be about dissolving from being disconnected from our wall-building ego. And I think that's a way I would describe it. Blinkers on straight line. We're determined. We've got expectations. This is what we want. Anything outside of that, no. And, of course, the ego comes into play. And we can get very lonely with that. Um, but really, I think it's about, if I can find it, I had a nice picture on this. It's about, uh, there we go. I think it's about learning how, instead of building walls by our determination, learning how to build connecting bridges through sharing care, love, sensory kindness, and grace. And this seems to be a journey of return to life for people, and there's a lot of talk at the moment, especially with people isolating. Um, how do people who are lonely, depressed, have mental issues, they're grieving, they might be addicted. There's a journey. There is That journey can be quite exciting. And I feel that the journaling and the naked poetry is a lovely medium for helping anyone get out of that. And I've been down that road many, many years, and I found it absolutely wonderful. I love to be amongst the trees and the flowers. But when I'm amongst this, it's like the invisible friend is always here. And the imagery of stories comes about. And the stories are very much related to the nature-based folklore, but it comes to the present. It becomes the prophecy of the present. And that's why I work with and I'm becoming a bit of a stuck needle on this, but I suppose I'm emphasizing what the theme of these Sunday sessions is. And we've really got into the heart of it, this talking about journaling and talking about um, the naked poetry. So I'm biased choosing nature, folklore as a, the starting point because it has been the passion since I was a child. So this is a life experience thing for me, and I think it's much more or- honest, much more valuable than going into, say, folklore or even your journaling as something that is university educated. And it may be the same for you because this is people feel suppressed. Well, I don't have a degree in that. I haven't been in the courses for that. I haven't got the authority. I haven't, what's the other word I'm trying to I haven't got the authenticity to express my voice. There's nothing to it. It's just me. That's honesty, the me inside. If it's about your senses and your visions, that's honest. Because, frankly, I think anything that's researched, and they call it the facts. You look at the facts. And they become fiction tomorrow. Each year, look at Stonehenge. Each year, there's a new discovery. And the new discovery tends to make the discovery the year before void. It becomes a story. That's a sort of an example. So, me, the process of imagery from native folklore into journaling and native first draft poetry, from that, something wonderful becomes crafted. And it's then... A beautiful journey from the realm of sorrow and melancholy flows into the joys of faith and trust. Is what we may do or could do through the dreaming realm of our journaling. This is what we can do. So I've got to check. I haven't said hello to everybody. There's a few comments here. Uh, Let's have a a wee ponder, a, a gander on who's here and who's saying what. And thank you for being here and listening to that bit. Uh, Boy, there is a lot of you. Claire's here. She's all set just to say it's not Richard Murphy. I I thought Richard Murphy had a beard on at the time. Oh, okay. I swear that was Richard Murphy. Never mind. Claire knows Richard Murphy inside out. She she lives for Richard Murphy. Maybe she'll correct me when she comes on live uh, very shortly. And uh, Kimberly is here. Good morning from, uh, from Boston. And uh, Donna's uh, lovely, uh, loves to start from New Mexico. And Sherry, hello, Sherry. Good morning, uh, East Maine. Brittany, hi there. Good morning from Central Canada. And of course, we got Suzanne's uh, friends here. Oh, I see Claire. Is, uh, <laughs> she's smiling away there in the green room. Lovely. And uh, Siobhan, hi, John, and everybody. Uh, Brittany again, uh, let's see, good morning from Winnipeg, lovely, thanks Brittany And Disney, uh, Starry Dynamo, hi, okay, very good, that sounds very exciting, sparks will be flying there, lovely um, Yeah, thank you for being here, wow Now, are you real? Uh, is this one real or do we actually have a mean person come in? Let me know how real you are I've never had anybody infiltrate the uh, Sunday sessions before. So let me know who who you are and your real name uh, rather than a spam. guy. this is original. We haven't had that before. But you may be real. So introduce yourself and where you're from. That'd be great. There's Claire saying she's all set. Fantastic. This, uh, oh, boy, this is coming on. I might have to work on this one. Oh, dear. Oh, right. I would just not even post this. It's getting ridiculous. No wonder there's a lot of comments. Uh, I wonder how I can block this person. Uh, Because it's uh, just a multitude. This is the first time this has happened. Uh, Right. No, I can't get... I'll have to learn how to do this because I've never dealt with a spammer before. Anyway, Siobhan from Limerick. Great uh, to see you. And I'm just going to fly past this spammer's hundred Comments here. Oh, and Charlene's on. Hello, Charlene. Uh, And Paul Bridgman. There's a lot of you here. And there's Charlene. She actually does quite a bit of journaling, I know. And she's writing about it this morning. Look, Lehman, absolutely lovely man. Uh, He's called, where is he? He's calling him from Tennessee. And we got Susan from Dublin. So there's an incredible amount of you. So thank you all uh, for being here. Now, I said my bit, and now let's start bringing on the stars here. Um, I think Suzanne, let's get Suzanne up. And she's she's just putting a cup of tea down, and I think I'll have a quick slog here. Now, Suzanne, I'm going to say a bit about there. The reason, uh, there she is, the reason I've got uh, Suzanne uh, on here, was, I was talking about putting on the um Journaling and uh, Suzanne was in some discussion and she actually wrote this amazing post. She said, <laughs> Love journaling, I find it an amazing way to find out what the subconscious is telling me, even if I don't want to know, and a great way just to try and figure out life and all that entails. It's like journaling allows me to hear the whispering of my soul or whatever you call it. And bring it forth. When I journaled through my time in Ireland, it was like my ancestors were guiding me. So, Suzanne, (laughs) that is a lovely entry, and thank you for being with us. And you've got your uh, uh, first thing. Am I echoing with you? Because I couldn't get my earbuds to work.
2: No, it's okay.
0: Sometimes there is something, so I'm glad there isn't an echoing. Fabulous journaling. So, what describe how you do your journaling?
2: I sit down with a cup of tea and just start. And uh, yeah, I just kind of let it go. Um, Very often, it's um, just trying to figure out life and all its all it entails. Or if if I got a lot of chatter in my head, and uh, it it gives me a place to spew out all that that extra stuff that's going on in life and 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 connect to uh, a Part of me that until I started journaling I didn't even know existed, you know um, it's it's if you want to call it soul or wisdom and uh, Yeah, it just gives me a clarity that I can't find through anything else and you know I've, I've got mental health challenges. So I've been in therapy and stuff and very often when you have therapy, you you come away and, you know, the work of therapy actually is not in the office, it's when you leave, for me anyways, and so it gives me um, a space to to try to sort and tease apart what's really going on and what's really important, and very often when I have decisions in life, um, my head will say one thing, but my gut's pulling me another, and it's trying to figure out which, which way to go, and you know it's just uh, it's just part of my routine and part of what i do um just as much as going up in the mountains and going for a walk um it clears my head and gives me some clarity um and when i was in ireland i was there for 10 weeks back in 2018 um i had wanted to go to ireland since i was 10 years old but uh, there was ancestral connections but nobody talked about it and nobody acknowledged it and so I think I filled three journals while I was there. And when I would visit different areas of the country, I would stay for anywhere between three to three to seven days. Um, I didn't want to run around like, uh, you know, like a rat trying to get it all in. And it was, you know, it was really interesting because I'd be on places like Cape clear Island, uh, Inishmore Island, up top at Ratlin Island, um, Sligo. Um, And it's just like, I do the touristy stuff, and I—I which was wonderful, but it was in those moments of quiet that I sat and journaled that it's—it's it's like this clarity of my ancestors came through. It's like I was connecting with my ancestors, if that makes any sense. I know here in Canada, it's like, what are you talking about? But I know in Ireland, you guys get it, right?
0: Right. Well, that—that that was my question because the point was saying that suddenly, when you were in Ireland, and you've—you've you've explained it that suddenly the Journaling, flowing. Of course, you are in a very beautiful place. You're on Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. and uh, at dawn, <laughs> six in the morning, uh, and so I'm intrigued. Why Vancouver Island doesn't have that same kind of amount of inspiration because it's got that ins- uh, ancestry of all of the people, all of the tribes before a very ancient civilization.
2: Yeah, it does. And I've been fortunate to be involved with indigenous uh, ceremonies and they've always touched me and they've always touched my soul. And I understand where they are coming from. Like I get it in my head. But when I was in, and Vancouver Island is beautiful, right? It's stunning. It's one of the best places in the world to live. Like right now it's dark out, but we're not gonna be getting snow for another four months maybe, right? I can hike all year round. I'm, you know, I'm a two minute walk away from the ocean. It's just beautiful. But Ireland is different for me. When I went to Ireland, I felt connected to a land I had never been before. I felt like I was, I had landed home. And for me, it's like, I remember being standing there and I said to this woman, I was on uh, Inishmore and she starts talking to me in Irish. And of course, I'm like a deer in the headlights. I have no idea what she's telling me. Um, Then we started talking, and I said to her, I said, I feel like I've been a dried reed all my life, and I landed in Ireland, and I'm being nourished, and I felt home like I've never felt before, and then I got it in here, what the Indigenous people talk about back home which in Canada, about being connected to a land. And so I think that's what's the difference between living on Vancouver Island and being a place where my ancestors came from. It's just such a a visceral connection that I I don't have here. Like I love it here, I don't wanna move from here, but Ireland um, has this pull on me, always has. And so the journaling just kind of flowed and the wisdom that came out, I'm writing and I'm going like, holy crap, is this really me writing this? it was just yeah it was amazing
0: now the one thing i did read uh, you're going to be speaking at a canadian convention uh, the connection project what you're yeah. saying about the uh, say a little bit about that and what you're going to be doing and what uh, that uh, get together uh, is about
2: uh the connection project is um an event down in sydney victoria just outside of victoria um, and it's where people get up and speak about their mental health journey um to help uh, destigmatized mental illness. And, um, so I'm talking about, um, Ireland, actually. (laughs) That is, uh, we got, I got together with the gal who's running this and, um, I'm a mental health advocate. I talk to teachers and, you know, students and everybody. And, um, I've never actually talked about my journey to Ireland and the pull that it had on me in any mental health context. So, um, yeah, so that's happening on the I think it's the twenty second of uh, October. It's going to be live streamed this year because of COVID. Um, so yeah, it's about uh, you know the journey and and how when I finally got to Ireland after saving for ten years, that so much happened to me there, such development, such connections, and I found parts of myself I didn't even know I had. Um, so it's 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 yeah it's it's pretty cool what what ireland's done for me and and i can go back to my journals and 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 read and and be back there again it's yeah it's mm. been amazing
0: do you have a little bit from your journal that you're willing to share for a couple of minutes
2: you know i wish i had known
0: because i don't <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm just lucky i got up in the morning with my cup of tea
0: Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, that's something to put in the journal and then see what comes out of the Inspiration yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Suzanne. Do hang on because I hope oh, we'll do. have a few minutes at the end for a wee chat again. Yep. Uh, yep. Lovely. Thanks for getting up so early and, <laughs> no and being so bright and lovely. Uh, <laughs> thanks that, a lot, John. That's fantastic. We'll come back to you a bit later. Okay. Uh, lovely Uh, from Suzanne there. Um. And let's see on the uh, what are you having to say there? There's someone there, and uh, yes, uh, Charlene Ray absolutely uh, loved what you offer there, Suzanne. Thank you very much. Now uh, we're going to move on to our next uh, lovely guest. Uh, We've got uh, somewhere in there. She's uh, I can see that uh, Sarah is out there in a lovely. Uh, Place. She's not that far away from what I gather. She's actually somewhere near Carrick-on-Shannon. And Sarah, yeah. she's been uh, journaling since she was uh, seven. Background in performing arts, theatre and drama therapy, and branched out into mindfulness journaling. And you're saying that the journaling of dream and sleep now is your main thing and has been for a few years. So do tell us about that, please, uh, Sarah.
3: Hi, John. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, um, Yeah, Mindfulness of Dream and Sleep um, is a a mindfulness practice uh, developed by my lucid dreaming teacher, Charlie Morley, and his uh, Buddhist meditation teacher, Rob Nairn. And they were looking at lucid dreaming, which is uh, when you have a dream and you know that you're dreaming. So there's a part of it, you're asleep but a part of the mind wakes up um, and you're conscious within your dream. But that happens only, that can only happen uh, within the eight hours or whatever that you sleep. It's like you're you're gonna dream about a third of your life. And they were thinking about how to create mindfulness around dream and sleep um, for health benefits, for spiritual development, um, but using all of the sleep stages so falling asleep, waking up, naps, and all that kind of thing. So I've been using, um, I've been journaling my dreams, well, for ages. Uh, I've always kept a personal journal. Um, but the the dream work has really been a huge sort of revolution, like, for me, in terms of my creativity, uh, my connection with myself, and... Um, And just regaining uh, you know my confidence like you were talking about in my own voice and uh, the validity of my own voice Um, and for me if you want to connect with your inner creativity then what better way than to honor and acknowledge uh, the part of your mind that creates your dreams that's the architect of these incredible landscapes um, in your mind that's bringing together your waking experience and your sleeping experience uh your conscious and unconscious and uh helping you heal and process all the information and uh give you insights into how how to move forward in your life so um all
0: right therapy. now yeah the, the dra- you were doing drama therapy obviously you've been teaching people uh journaling um in what way have you been teaching the journaling as part of the drama therapy
3: um well just in any kind of uh in therapy well specifically drama therapy it's about encouraging creative exp- expression um and um you know from a basis of play and i actually uh the uh, there's a quote here from from jung it says uh, the creation of something new is not accomplished by the intellect, but by the play instinct acting from inner necessity. The creative mind plays with the object it loves. Um, And so uh, journaling, uh, journaling doesn't have to be words either. Sometimes if you're going through a deep grief or uh, um, trying to process trauma, it's good if just to let everything out, just let, let, let your creative flow happen. So journaling doesn't have to be words. It can be pictures. Um, and this is something I discovered through the dreaming practice when people are, are recording their dreams or remembering their dreams. Yes, I, I, and I'll, I'll give some tips on, on uh, how to journal your dreams for recall and for lucid dreaming. But it's also, people have used dance you know they wake up in the morning they remember they dream and they dance their way through the dream um and so it's whatever is going to whatever is your instinct um is to express uh it, i would wholeheartedly encourage people to just flow with whatever form that comes in whether it's a sketch or a drawing or a doodle or colors um and um, putting pen to paper is is really is really great it um because it, it, it tells the mind this is important to me so you're making it by putting pen to paper or ink to to paper or dancing your creativity you're letting your mind know this is this creativity is important to me and it will come more easily as you practice
0: now as um as we're in this so sort of covidity uh situation and you can't easily have people Around you, goodness! I'm getting darker and darker, and you're beautifully in the sun there. Um, <laughs> wh- what are you? Uh, what are you going to serve? What is coming up? Obviously, you got to adapt to online now. Uh, have you got something that you're moving into? Um, yes, online?
3: well, yeah, well, um, af- in the in the pagan new year after and I am going to be brave enough I'm going to take on some uh some people to do one-to-one and online um I'm hopefully I'll be I'm hoping I miss meeting people uh to do this kind of work um and groups but I think individually online and also household groups because I'm really interested to see um the correlation when people sleep in the same house their dreams their dreams come together you know um uh, in some interesting ways so I'm interested in that um, moving forward and it's a new area me being on here is uh, I haven't done one of these before this is a new thing for me so this is me finding my voice too so thank you so much for that John um, yeah Um, so yeah another thing about journaling and and your creativity um, just you know, to if you even if you're finding it difficult, or you can find a way to just commit to it, just to make a little bit of a commitment to your own creativity, to befriend, um, uh, to befriend your creativity and allow room for it. Um, uh, one of the ways to do that is, you know, to set aside a little time um, and create a a small or a big ritual around. Prep- preparing yourself into that space um so you could you know have your desk in a particular way or you could go outside uh, somewhere beautiful which is always good for creative flow um and uh, sometimes i use i have these these bells which are very nice i'll i'll take a moment to set my intention so my my intention is to allow myself to connect with my creativity um and allow that to flow during this time Very good. Um, Um, So, yes, John.
0: Yeah, how fabulous. Yeah, thanks for that. And that's interesting uh, because we do uh, a session on uh, sound as well. And, of course, Mm -hmm. sound is an extension. And this is a lovely lead-in to the next guest. So do thank you for being with us, uh, Sarah, because uh, with uh, Sarah, first met her, and I, when I talked to her yesterday I was seeing you somewhere before And Sarah actually has been on barge in the Woods a couple of times I actually picked her up from Carricorn to Shannon To go to uh Derry Khan Near Jermod uh, And uh, she's actually been to the cottage here And uh, mm-hmm. the Labyrinth Gardens So uh, I was a bit of a klutz Not recognizing at first And I kept thinking where have I seen you before So I know I had, a,
3: I had a haircut mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> is that what it is? So I look forward uh, to you work on that, and and hang around. We'll see if we can have a wee chat a bit later on. But thanks yep. very much for that, uh, Sarah. Okay, that that was great. Let's see. There's been a, a one or two more comments in which we passed away. It looks like our hacker has got bored and fed up and gone away. And uh, and Charlene here is thank uh, thanking Sherry uh, has. There, um, yeah, she's quite a. Uh, I can imagine the journals of Sherry is, is quite a library. Uh, fantastic imagination, and uh, and there's Kimberly uh, thanking th- and thank you all for uh, the feedback uh, comments there. Um, oh, and there's uh, Lynn. Lynn's t- uh, turned up. You might remember Lynn uh, when we were on doing uh, apples, uh, the apple folklore. And she was well involved with the um Festival. And she's a wonderful inspiration, leading me to some fantastic uh, tree uh, videos. Uh, so thanks for being around, uh, Lynn. So I uh, the next person, uh, very special. Uh, let's uh, I'm getting on to something here. And uh, it's uh, going to be Claire Roach. And uh, it's... Is wonderful there that Sarah brought on some gongs, uh, because uh, that's almost like the leading part of what is now a creation by Claire. Because I, I invited Claire uh, to to join in to tell us the story of her beautiful uh, sitting in the green field. But she's going to give us a story uh, on a couple of songs, I think, and how they came about. Uh, but to show you uh, what we're talking about, this is actually. From a live broadcast we did on a thing called um oh i can't even remember the name of it It was it was january 2004 and I, I, the name of it's gone through my mind uh, and it was the only one really doing uh live broadcasting at the time we did music through it something connect concert connect or something but anyway this is way back Uh, Isn't that special That's uh, uh, Our lovely Claire there Uh, I can never get tired of that song And the recording is fantastic And that was actually on Concert Window That was the service that we were on And surprisingly they actually went out of business Right at the beginning of COVID uh, Sometime late February, early March Which was a shame I suppose Zoom and the others uh, put them out Anyway, let's bring on Claire Here's Claire Roach There she is Um, Hello Claire yeah, as I say, I, I'm, I love that song and the way that it was found. And you got the other song, Dedication. But before you talk about the dedication, do give us a minute or so about how that uh, sitting in Greenfield came about.
4: Well, it's a bit like the other song, John. Um, from an early age, um, I just loved to, because we were told in school, And the family ethic was, you serve others. So my whole um, thing was to to get in to nature in order to restore. And then come back and do your duty. Because you couldn't live, uh, what can we say? We couldn't live in a bubble. And people, duty is a joy. But it was just the idea of sitting in fields. And at that time, when I composed it, there was a lot of um, worry, and I'm sure there still is, of course there is, about nuclear uh, bombs and um, about nature being uh, destroyed by fires, of course, as we know so much now in the news from the USA. So there was this idea that a field was the most precious thing and to sit in it rather than in a concrete jungle it w- w- was just a gift and certainly um at that time and even now there was a lot of anger and protest um and it was deafening at times and of course i wanted to escape just for a while to recover and as i say come back then and give service
0: uh, the the thing that fascinated me, as I say, fits writing with the journaling, because the first I heard of that was a load of warbling, the odd line or two, the tune was there, but it was just you sat down with the harp and it was whatever came out. And that's what I loved about it, it was from the harp. Obviously, if you went and did put that out as a recording, nobody would have a clue, but it's how you crafted that from that to that beautiful song it is today. And... uh the one you've gotten, you say, is linked to because Claire uh, does journal. She does keep these diaries, has done uh, since a child, and she's got a huge passion of another song, uh, dedication. So, if you'd love to move on with that one, that uh, and how dedication came about.
4: Well, I thought I might like to share it with Suzanne, Stephen, and and uh, uh, Sarah. Uh, my first diary, <laughs> hold on, I <tiger. laughs> 1964 when I was 10, no spring chicken mind. And um, I've, I, I didn't want to bring down the pile of them, but I've mostly had journals, or as I call them, diaries, for years. And John, th- this is so much in tune with what you, your ethic and mine in the cottage, that we want to encourage and enable people to find their voice. So, as I was saying about um, school and family, and you wrote about the word suppression, it's not that you were suppressed, but, y- you, you know, you didn't just sit there and, and expound your theories. So, your diary was just a special place in which to write your thoughts. And I, I also had, as well, a thought book, which I would bring into class when I should have been paying attention. And I would uh, write, but it was because that also that not everybody, and rare, rare occasions, they don't really find you very interesting. So to have a diary is is just to express yourself without boring people. But the dedication, you know, I'm I'm so inspired by you, John, and the dedication came um, for, and and it has echoes. It came from um, there again, very much like sitting in a green field where I really want to escape. Um, but it was more in that when I composed the first part of it in 2007, I, re- I thought, look, my songs are a bit self-centered and they're about love lost. And of course, they're about nature. Uh, But perhaps I will dedicate these to all those who felt they had to leave. And I am inspired so much about you in in the sense you say, find your voice. But also you were speaking in one of your earlier broadcasts about in the beginning, you felt that language evolved from sound. And I have kind of, um, if, if we fast forward to the present day, I have made... Language and sound come together and I love James Joyce's words forged from the smithy of my soul. So you didn't just sit down and say, I'll write a, a poem. You were engulfed with passion about something. And it, it came into words and song at the same time. And just as, as Suzanne said, um, you know, it's, it could be in your self-conscious. But dedication, um, <laughs> here I produce my other diary of 1974. God, it's so difficult to to find the date on it. Hold on. There we are. And on the 6th of February, 1974, in my diary, having met a few people, that philosophy class on history, but um, I should explain behind me is is i don't know whether you can see it is my sole place as well and this is what Crory came out of and um, this place was a miniature farm oh i'm going the wrong way so i'm now in what used to be the farmyard farm anyway i won't go back. but behind me is is what was the lawn and the back field four acre field so i better not ramble on too long john you can you can put up a I'm watching the time, but you can put up, um, you know, a, a thumb. So here's the diary. And so this is the song Dedication. And the second part was written on the 6th of February, 1974. And I say tonight is so lovely. The moon is very strong and the ground is silvery with frost. I caught the moon on the pond tonight. I crossed the crunchy, cold lawn to find it. Such peace there, the beautiful silence, the blueness and the pearls of stars, and everywhere lightened to a mist half. Shadowed trees against the sky. I felt so peaceful there, all so quiet the silent beauty and the silent peace. And if I could just not go on too long, but describe how that was weaved into the song dedication of 2007. I was dedicated to those who felt they had to leave leave, and that was many many connotations. connotations. And so um, so the first words were, I wish there was a magic place where no one is to know me. Where trees and fields and wind surround, to make you part of them, and if I was free of that love, I would go to that place of peace. And then it goes into tonight is lovely. Oh,
0: that's gorgeous, and I will, I will put the uh, shame We can't go on to the song now, but I will put a link uh, below, and and people can listen to the a glorious version of you. <laughs> Uh, With that song. So that's fantastic, Claire. Uh, Lovely insight into that. And there's a few compliments around there. Sherry uh, absolutely adored that. (laughs) Voice is lovely. We got uh, in there. And uh, Charlene's uh, joyful to see you. Lovely to see you there, Claire. And then she's got a a beautiful comment later. Uh, There's Lynn. Uh, She's really uh, responding, I think, to uh, Sarah. Came in, encouraged journaling, dreams, and other imaginal experiences. And of course, that is the the one thing with those taking those two songs is how it really stirs the imagination of the people that uh, listen to it. They're off into another world. Those are two absolutely fabulous songs that started from those little di- from your diaries, from your doodlings, from your surrounding and wandering around the flowers and the trees. There's that whole mythology without you perhaps following the mythology stories, but it was following you, and it got encapsulated into the the songs which got crafted. And to me, that just wraps up the whole thing that this session is about. So thanks for that. And for the last few minutes, I'd like to bring... Everybody on board, I've never done this before, so let's get everybody up. <laughs> there we go. You're all over the place and apparently I can move you around a bit. So there we go. <laughs> and I'm down there. And so uh, this, is, this is lovely. with all. Uh, and um, and uh, we got uh, this Lynn on that. So, boy, I'm so enamored by you all uh, here. I'm sort of suddenly... Lost for words. But
3: <laughs> well, I, I found some words, John. Uh, when oh, i was great. listening to Claire, listening to Claire's song that you played, uh, and I've written something, and it's short, I'll read it out. Um, Ancient waves of wisdom sweetly swallows my swaying sorrow, an unwrapping of my swaddling armor. Taken by the heartstrings, wading in the waters of wonder, washing the weary from my wildness.
0: Well, uh, that's amazing. This is coming like a bar. Thank you, Claire. World. Oh, Claire's got you going because this is really, I suppose, the ultimate question is where are your visions going to take you now? Um, in And what, uh, what advice can you give to the people watching. We've got a very good audience today and I'm sure a lot of people who are going to be watching this later, not live, I think the archive viewing of this is going to be tremendous. So please say your advice for uh, having the courage to get out of your lost soul situation into that wonder where you'll journal it and your voice comes out. So who's going to come forward with suggestions and advice on that? Well, I, would
1: say,
3: I would say, I would say, a a little time. If you can take a little daily time with a short ritual, maybe just lighting a candle, even if it's an outside space, pen and paper, and an exercise that uh, comes from the artist way, uh, which is a stream of consciousness. So you make a commitment to uh, writing a stream of consciousness. Just pen whatever thoughts no judgment, just free flowing uh, and you make a commitment to do one, two or three pages every day in your journal um, and for a period of time. And this is an exercise that would really will create uh, it will just it just pours the unconscious out onto the page. And it, there's something about the process that will connect you with that, that free flow of creativity. So that's a little exercise that I would recommend and dancing. To your favourite song yes. or Bringing yourself into a Bringing yourself into a state of Joy and playfulness
0: Great Suzanne what's your advice Um,
2: It's interesting Because I'm a late bloomer with all of this I never journaled as a kid I didn't start until I was in my Probably 45 But um, I would say That when you sit down and journal As Sarah says Just try to let it flow And know that the wisdom is there it's within you you have it right it's it's um and whether you see it as connecting with your ancestors or whatever it is but the wisdom is there and there's treasures there's treasures if you start writing and letting stuff flow, you will find the treasures that are within you that have always been there um and and when you have the experience and 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 the time comes that they're allowed to flow and be what they are um your life will just be so richer um for it
0: oh wonderful and it's just beautiful how you present it you're a real natural suzanne and, <laughs> and uh, uh every uh success at uh the uh when i as a speaker you're absolutely amazing so oh, thank you the connection you'll be absolutely fabulous and claire your advice uh amongst all these oh, wonderful people well
4: I don't think I I couldn't add any more to the most beautiful speakers and yourself and just to have courage. And it's it's the silver trickle of your past and the joy of your present in in the face of of the world and nature, of course, it's is its cradle.
0: So I won't say any more John I'm always oh, much. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely wonderful all of you are on that uh, It's fabulous and Claire's going to be uh, back we we got it's really an extension of this uh, and she's going to approach with the harp and how she interprets what we've been talking about today how she interprets sorry, interprets that through the harp and she'll be inviting you to do the same through the harp or any musical instruments of how not to be scared of it, not to think you've got to be a virtuoso, you don't necessarily have to go for these lessons. Of course, it's nice to get a a book and follow stuff, but trust in your heart and your instinct because uh, what we'll be talking about with a harp or any instrument, you just think of people in Africa. They didn't have tutor books that showed them a specific way they have to play the instrument. They did a tune-up. Oh, that sounds great. And off they go so claire's gonna be i think it's the 11th of november we're gonna have that so thanks very much uh that's fabulous sarah suzanne uh claire i'm just gonna let okay. people yes there's great applause i don't want to let you go but i i'll have to because we're getting uh towards the hour i want to just mention what's uh coming up uh the in the weeks ahead oh thank you so much all of you absolutely fabulous now Claire won't go away. There we go. <laughs> I, I, There we go. I, I really, it just shows that, oh, I think it's a huge round of applause there. And uh, uh, I'm sure everybody listening has been uh, enjoying this. Uh, it has been uh, fabulous. Uh, it's something, yes, I wish we just could have. But it, 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 you've got other things to do today. Anyway, 25th of October. No, it's not 25th. It's the 18th of October. Uh, Kind of left the banner running there, haven't I? Where is that? Um, uh, There we go. Uh, We have the um, folklore of the fire dragons, serpents, and snakes. It wasn't long ago when um, I tried to do the whole lot, the water serpents, the fire serpents. And, of course, it's another situation that could have gone on for hours and hours. So I'm coming back. And we're going to go into the fire because we'll we're, we're obviously we're leading up to the Sawan. Then on the uh, 25th, and they had to get scrapped last year, but we're going to do it is the folklore of crows, ravens, and other Corvids. Yes, Corvids, not Covids. We're, go- uh, we're going to be having that on the 25th. And then on the 1st, it's going to be something like today. Uh, you'll take the floor, you'll take the screen, or whatever it is and it's going to be in the uh, So-On Traditions. We'll be chatting. It'll be a kind of a gathering for that. So uh, thanks uh, very much. Uh, fabulous your work. Uh, thanks again. Uh, st- oh, st- One thing I did promise, and I didn't bring it up, uh, thanks to Stephen Murphy, though he wasn't here. If you go onto Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, it's uh, at The Sleeping Warrior. You'll find out about Stephen Murphy, fabulous poet. I hope you enjoyed the little bits we got and we'll get him on uh, sometime. Uh, Thanks again to uh, Sarah Woods, Suzanne Venuta, Claire Roach, uh, all wonderful being on today. And I would say if you're watching later, please keep the comments coming in uh, because I'll be watching after this and various people will watch after the archive. Just keep commenting away. And I think this is going to have legs. Uh, for a while yet fantastic so enjoy a safe week uh everybody uh uh, full of wonder uh inspiration enchantment journaling of course and so until next sunday play well bye bye (coughs) Well, again, thank you, everybody. That was lovely.
1: Well, thanks, John.